Welcome to the third edition of Red Cedar Ranker. Third edition. That was the cool intro that you may have heard if we actually have one, but probably we don't. Ah. My name is Ed. I am the uh, co-sidekick of this program along with my co-sidekick, Stefan. Hello. How are you? Very good. Thank you for asking for once. That's very polite of you. Good. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. That was faux uh, compassion. <laughs> I don't have any compassion. <laughs> Uh, we're joined this week by two members from the Greek community, the president of the Panhellenic Council. I had to stop and think about that, and I said, <laughs> president, is that a gender-neutral term? Yes, it is. Yes. Yep. Uh, Alyssa Fritz, welcome. Hi, thank you. And the president, since it's a gender-neutral term, of the Intrafraternity Council, Blair Montgomery. Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so um, why don't you tell each take a, a moment to kind of just uh, introduce yourselves, tell us who you are, what you do as president of your organizations, and, uh, you know. Well, one fun fact. Yes, I think, one yeah, fun one fact. fact that, oh. Yes. That's fair. Do you want to go first? Or oh. a fact. We'll take a fact. Yeah, it can be a not fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, <laughs> I guess I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Alyssa. I am the president of Panhellenic Council. And um, essentially um, what I do as president is I'm just um, a liaison between the Greek sororities here on campus and the um, East Lansing community and the Michigan State communities. Um, I sit on a lot of various boards throughout the university, the Celebrations Committee, UAB, um, meet with ASMSU, um, things of that nature. Fun fact... Well, come on, well, there's got to be a fact. Uh, I'm, well, I'm senior this year, and I'm also a member of the Alpha Chi Omega sorority here on campus, and I was president of that chapter prior to being president of Panhellenic Council. It's like mm. House of Cards, she's accumulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say that that was a medium fun fact. I know, you gotta, you got to give me a you like, got to give me a minute. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, sure, we'll give you a minute. We might come back. Yep. <laughs> you, you will have an opportunity oh, after Blair oh, introduces himself to redeem and come up with another fact if you'd like. Yeah. That's part of the game. <laughs> all right, all right. Am I good to go? Yeah, Blair, you can introduce yourself. Okay. Um, name's Blair Montgomery. Uh, I'm current IFC president here on campus. Um, a lot of some of the things that Alyssa kind of mentioned, our organizations are totally separate, but at the same time, they are very commonly associated with you know with each other and we do a lot of things together so um you know mostly you know one of the biggest things is obviously her and i just kind of we're essentially like almost advisors per se to chapter presidents throughout campus so um just kind of trying to help them whatever the case you know case may be whether it's risk management or recruitment or finances or whatever the case may be um and typically everyone that's on each of our exec boards um is more so an experienced member in their chapter um, I think she's got a couple presidents that were, you know, previous, previous presidents and, um, out of the, you know, the nine, nine members that I have, four of us are previous presidents too. So, um, I was president of the Sigma Chi fraternity on campus last year. Um, crazy experience to say the least, but that's kind of what guided me to where I am today. So, um, fun fact about <laughs> IFC. Oof. Or about you personally? Me personally. Yeah, oh, personally. yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what we're angling oh, okay. for. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. sure. Fun just... fact. Okay, so diehard yeah. Michigan State sports fan, like insane. Like I'm a lunatic. Um, probably some the guys in my chapter house make fun of me a lot for. But just a little weird, random fact. I actually just got back 3 a.m. this morning. I went to uh, uh, Starkville, Mississippi, for the Mississippi State Auburn football game. 
because my roommate's uh, from there, his sister's in a sorority down there, and he's always talking about it, how it's the greatest thing ever in SEC football. So I was like, let's go do it. And what was it, as good as you uh, had hoped? It was, it was pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> so I, was, I was very surprised. So it was, uh, it was a fun experience. I've, it was just kind of an impulse decision, and I work off this weekend, and we were like, let's do this. And it's like a 13-and-a-half-hour drive, and mm. needless to say, the, the back roads of uh, Mississippi can can be a little boring so. troubling yeah <laughs> i uh i have a technical challenge on your fun fact okay you, you said you're a diehard msu fan yes and nope. you and it's is it any msu so mississippi, <laughs> no, no, yeah. mississippi state university counts <laughs> that's why it was that's why it was pretty weird yeah, um that is yeah. strange. i that's kind odd. of forgot that they are also msu so it's kind of like my i guess my msu of the south so oh. I'm a diehard spartan not a diehard bulldog fan but it was a cool experience to say the least so i guess if i have a an sec team that i'm pulling for temporarily it will be it will be them i guess fantastic now having heard blair's fun fact do you want to take another opportunity uh, to give a fun fact here you don't have to because i have well, a follow-up question about both panhell and ifc <laughs> what's the question uh how many members are on your boards is, is it made up of representatives of each of the uh current fraternity sorties on campus what's the what's the composition of the actual groups we have um we currently have nine nine members um we added a new member this year as a vice president of alumni relations that will kind of be adding on to that position as well um it's not mandatory that we have someone from obviously every fraternity because we have you know 30 fraternities on campus so um but you can have at most two members from one chapter on the ifc exec board so like um, me and my roommate, we're both from Sigma Chi, so no one else from Sigma Chi could currently be on IFC. Same way, we have a couple guys in our in our uh, exec board from Triangle. Um, I think that's the only duplicates, but typically there's a you know a handful, pretty wide variety from some of the larger fraternities or smaller fraternities, and having those, I guess, two separate dynamics allows us to work together from you know different experiences. So it helps out a ton usually. So um, one of the things I've been trying to do is just trying to get chapters that haven't typically had someone on the IFC exec board to kind of run for a position coming up in these next couple of weeks when we do elections just to kind of it, it I can definitely say like it helps my chapter out a ton they know more what's going on they're more prepared with you know with things and um I would like to see you know other chapters kind of go that same route so yeah it's similar for her as well yep we have um 10 members on council so last year we just added a VP of philanthropy Mm. Um, Faith Kroglaki, she actually works here. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that's that's our very own Faith. Yes. You may listen to Faith on the radio. <laughs> Faith uh, is awesome. Yeah, Faith is great. So we have 10 members, um, similar to IFC. Um, we have, so we have 14 um, member sororities on campus, so not everyone can have representation, but you can't have more than two members from your chapter on Panhellenic Council at one time. So we have a couple of duplicates too, but... Um, Definitely try to get as much um, range as possible. And and did you want to redemption? Did you want to put a new fact in? Yeah, fun oh. or otherwise. You went to Europe this summer. That was I fun. did. Oh, yeah. How could you not mention Europe? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on. You, you oh, went... it seems like it was ages ago. I know. I studied abroad in Europe. It was great. I studied food. 
so it was even better. <laughs> mm, where did you go? Did you go to Britain? I, did you go to the I best country in Europe? I went to London. Oh. <laughs> How could you forget going to London? I, uh, I'm... That should have... Uh, Stefan is from London or some other place in... <laughs> In Britain. In Thank you. It's just, that's only London, I think. That's, well, that's, that's kind of how everybody is. If you're from Michigan, everybody in Europe or other countries says, oh, Detroit. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's Eminem. True. Do you know Eminem? We all, we all know him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very oh, common figure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, as much as you can know any man. Yeah. I don't want to get too philosophical this early. Wait, so you studied food in London? Uh, just I to, did. Uh, well, <laughs> I was only in London for four days. So, okay. Didn't take you know. that long to study food in London. Nah. Oh, Fish and chips, I'm good. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> I could have a steak and kidney pie. It's, uh, oh. yeah, oh. food technologies that don't use flavor. But <laughs> it's, boiled food is still food. It still has food in it, okay? <laughs> yes, the British taught us that all you have to do is heat it up. <laughs> Uh, you probably didn't know that there's a lot of anti-British sentiment on this program. Okay. Yeah. Mostly right. from me. Yeah. Only from you. Exclusively from Technically me. from yeah. me. Um, so this is the area of the show where we do a little Go Green roundup of Spartan News. Um, just talking about uh, things going on on campus. My my story is, is more rumor-based. I, I like a bit, good rumor or two. Oh. Uh, so uh, and it, <clears throat> so as, uh, as many uh, of you have heard, uh, the uh, 2016 film Batman vs. Superman is yeah. filming oh, yeah. somewhere in the Lansing area. Mm-hmm. We have no idea where. Uh, <laughs> the Lansing, yeah, exactly. The Lansing State Journal seems to believe for some reason that that might be the Broad Art Museum uh, this week. Uh, any of your friends, I believe casting has already taken place if you want to be an ex is that? Yeah, all my roommates have already applied for it. Yeah. Oh, wait, they yeah. have? They, they had to upload headshots and everything. I was like, this is so weird. Oh, wow. Okay. Did any of them get to... Uh, they haven't heard anything yet, though, but not very good-looking guys, so they might oh. might take well, a pass on them. They could yeah. be the bad guys. They could, yeah. yeah you don't know what the true. casting's for. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if there was a spot to be punched in the face by Ben Affleck at any point, but that was the only way I would show up. At this, uh, so uh, you want to take a punch from Affleck? Yeah, why not? I could, I could do any role. I feel like. Yeah. All right. I'm still waiting to see Affleck as Batman. It's going to be weird. It's going to yeah. be weird. I just kind of grew up with the whole Christian Bale thing, and then who was before him? Like Val Kilmer? <laughs> like the late 90s oh, yeah. Batman? Yeah. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. George, yeah. George Clooney. George was Clooney. George Clooney wow. was Batman at one point. Everyone forgets that. Yeah, yeah, everyone should forget that. Yeah. That was terrible. Wasn't, wasn't that, was, he, was he Batman when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was like the ice? Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Mr. Freeze, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a great movie. Uh, yeah. Alyssa, <laughs> a real Alyssa, legendary. What's, what's your preference for Batman? My Which preference? Batman? Oh gosh! Well, out of those guys, you got you got Keaton, yeah. Clooney, uh, Christian Bale, Bale, seen Bale yeah. and Kilmer. I would have to go with Bale. Yeah, it's most recent. I yeah. haven't yeah. seen Keaton or Clooney. Oh. However, Keaton is like the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big eighties movies that. guy, so I've I've seen all of them. <laughs> Good. Glad we have one in the house. And <laughs> I would I would have thought Clooney. I'm surprised. Quality of movie not that high. No, no. it's not his fault though. It's he's still he's still George Clooney. Yeah, it's very true. He's still George Clooney. Um, but did you do we instruct our guests to bring in? Uh, if I yes, I, I believe. If yeah, I, yeah go ahead. Yeah. Well, we uh, we're together on this. Yeah, one, it was the okay. same idea. So okay. an event that we have coming up is or a news item, anything you'd like. Well, I guess you have a little Greek life plug here. Uh, yeah. but we do have a big event coming up. Um, That'll be next week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next Thursday, October 23rd, is our big safe Halloween event um, Mm -hmm. that we host in conjunction with uh, East Lansing Community 
and the local like downtown merchants. So we shut down MAC from Linden to Bircham, and each sorority essentially is paired with one or two fraternities, and they have a booth somewhere down on MAC, mm-hmm. and um, so the little kids get to come and trick or treat at the mm-hmm. not only the downtown stores but also at the fraternity and sorority. Um, tables that we have set up so yeah it's a it's a really cool event um some i've enjoyed doing the last couple of years um being just an active member of my chapter but each chapter will send you know at least 10 15 people 20 people to kind of hang out and just kind of interact and um it's a good way to kind of give back and you know just be involved on campus especially you know fall during the, during the fall you know walking on macs so it's a it's a beautiful scenery so mm-hmm. should be a ton of little kids walking around and um yeah it's it's a, it's a really fun event hopefully hopefully the uh the weather will hold up and we'll be good to go, yeah. Yeah. Don't want to freeze any children. Yeah. Yeah. Chilly, but <laughs> yeah. No, it's just and, a fun way to provide, like, a safe environment for them to trigger chicken. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, it can be difficult around here. Oh, absolutely. On uh, Halloween weekend. But, yeah, because uh, Halloween just gets ridiculous, obviously. It's yeah. it's a much easier way to just kind of do it, like, a week before, you know, with no worries of what the campus is going to look like, you know, that whole Halloween weekend. So, um, it's a really fun event. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I'm glad that, you know, the city of East Lansing likes to partner up with us every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's, who else, uh, uh, sponsors the event typically? Um, um, it's honestly, it's just put on by IFC and PC, but yeah. this year it's cool because we're inviting, um, Casa and Big Brothers, Big Sisters to come. And yeah. then also something else that's new is the, all of the kids will, be able to get their own candy, but then they'll also have another bag while they're collect candy, and then we're going to okay. donate those to children in hospitals. Okay. So, mm. Something yeah. cool that we're changing up this year. Yeah. Cool. And CASA is the court-appointed special advocates for children yes. that are yeah, yes. it, uh, involved in mm-hmm. legal actions, and Big Brothers and Big Sisters are just for people who have uh, big brothers and big sisters. They're the little brothers and little sisters. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Okay. That's not it. Oh, it's people. I was looking. I was very confused for a few seconds. It's only for tall people. <laughs> tall siblings only. Yeah, tall and short siblings. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you for doing that. Um, and it's October 23rd, and the thinking is we're going to put it a full week before regular Halloween for the sa- safety of the yeah. little people. Yep. Otherwise, it's it could be dangerous. Uh, yeah. Good. Outstanding. That's the thought behind it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. Uh, and I know that this radio station actually will be participating in some level. We're going to be, we're going to have a table or something there. Yeah. Awesome. What games do you guys usually, like, I've seen bouncy castles. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch it, of stuff. Yeah. 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 I don't even. You're not allowed to say. Tossing. Yeah, yeah. There's just a bunch of little random things that, you know, are, I guess are exciting. I know the, the, the bouncy house thing is pretty big. Yeah. I'll probably get up in there if I'm not too big to. Well, oh, oh yeah. so you will also be participating in Save Halloween. No, I will, Blair will be in, in the, the bounce house. Yeah, I will be in. I will be. I will be the That's bounce house regulator. So <laughs> sounds like a job I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you get a taser with that? Uh, I was, being president. I yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah. I don't think. I don't think uh, any sort of uh, beanbag gun. Yeah, that, that'd be a, maybe a little bit safer than squirt a taser. Gun. Yeah, squirt gun. Yeah. Did you submit a resume for this uh, position? Uh, for uh, uh, the the, uh, <laughs> the bounce house regulator. Yeah, yeah. yeah I uh, sent it into the. Uh, the Big Brother Little Brother program, uh, <laughs> seeing who they were. Uh, mm. All the all the second graders at you know one of the local elementary schools were just kind of looking it over. Like this guy seems like he'd be pretty. He is fun. big. Wow. He's bigger than my brother. Yeah. yeah. I told him I, when I told him I was a fan of you know Michael Keaton is Batman. They were like, oh, what do you know who Michael Keaton is? So. <laughs> yeah, that's really niche. Yeah. Stump them with your confusion. <laughs> yeah, like, this guy's got to be <laughs> oh, really old. That's fine. Like, Oof. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about what it's like to be a member of the Greek community here at Michigan State University? And you two would be good people to talk about that. Yeah. Um, That's kind of your thing. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, 
you know, fraternity wise, um, everybody, everyone has pretty much like a new member, you know, like uh, like pledge program that they go through, and they're all typically between like eight, nine, ten weeks. Um, recruitment's every fall, um, a couple weeks in September. Um, you know, bids are handed out at the end of the week, and the so, process starts the following week after. So, and let me just stop you right there a little bit. And so that uh, so. At the beginning of the school year in the fall, a little bit after school has started to give people kind of some time to settle in, then there's um, a recruitment period, and that yeah. basically involves going around to the different houses, meeting people. Yeah. Is, is it structured? How does it work for both? It's Ours is it's like night and day. Um, <laughs> theirs is so organized. Um, it's so much ran so much more efficiently. Ours is very, like, laid back. Um, you know, usually just a bunch of guys hanging out. You know, we'll, like, they'll do, like, theme nights or something. I know guys that do, like, because like, rushes Monday through Thursday. So they'll do, like, a okay. Monday night football or, you know, something like that. There'll be a basketball game on or, you know, anything, a baseball game on um, this time of year. So, um yeah, it's just it's a very laid back process for the guys. You go to which house or which you know whichever house you want. And a lot of times it's just guys that have either, you know, friends or you know, I guess family members that are already in their fraternity, or you know, the guys will go out and just kind of, um, you know, you know, wing it and you know just kind of figure out what house fits them the best. So um, it's a it's a tough process. A lot of chapters have like um, pre recruitment events, have like a barbecue or you know something like that, where kids can come by and hang out and meet people and you know try to figure out what that house is all about. So. Um, it's a it's a difficult process if if you're you know if you're unfamiliar with it. When I joined, um, no one in my family was a member of Greek life, so I was very very nervous. Mm. Um, you know, walking in trying to impress a bunch of guys that you don't even know. So, um, it, it can be very intimidating. It's it's kind of tough at times. And and mm. for the uh, sororities, it's a little bit more structured. You go to Way all of the mm-hmm. yeah. So um, ours is split up into two weekends. We oh, okay. used to do it a whole week, but that just got too confusing with the uh, class schedules. But so yeah, you um, you start co- start off. Um, it's called Spirit Day, and you get to visit all fourteen chapter houses for about twenty minutes. You go meet one girl, move on to the next house, um, and then the next day you narrow your houses down to ten. And um, that day you learn about their philanthropy. So each sorority is involved in different philanthropy. And on this day we highlight what it is that we do, who we support. Um, and then we'll do like a little craft for our philanthropy, you know, making blankets or mm. handy bags mm. or something. Um, and then the next weekend uh, we have Values Day, which is um, a new thing that we started just last year is um, this whole idea of a values-based recruitment. So getting away from, you know, surface-level conversations or that, you know, you can't really get to know someone by and Mm -hmm. focusing more on um, your values and how they match up with the values of the house. So um, sometimes, you know, people think those conversations can be awkward, but there's ways of going about it, saying like, oh, you know, what did you do in high school or what's your family like? What do you enjoy doing? Things like that. Um, So that's our third day. And on that day, you visit um, six houses and then... Or wait, 14, 10, 6. Yeah. And then the last day is preference day, and you visit two houses. So that you get to um, experience a little bit of the chapter's ritual and really, like, talk more in depth and figure out, like, which of these two houses do I see myself the most in? And then after that, you go and you rank your preferences. And the following day is bid day, which is when everyone gets um, to find out what house they ended up in. So this year we had... Just over 1,200 girls register for recruitment, and 700 of them accepted bids. So that's the most we've ever had, <laughs> mm, wow. which is crazy to us. But, um, yeah, each house had about 45 <clears throat> girls in their pledge class. I think that was the quota. Mm. So 
quota meaning? Uh, meaning you can maximum? accept up to that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. What's it, what has it been? And do you know what the numbers have been like in past years? Um, yeah, it's like steadily climbed. I think last year it was around 38, um, year before 30. But um, I was saying to Stefan earlier, and we've had a 100% increase in the amount of women who have signed up for recruitment. So just in 2009, we had around 600 women sign up. And this year, we were up to 1,200. So That's wow. pretty startling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> startling increase. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. What, um, do you see any numbers like that in um, IFC? or? Yeah. They've, they, since I was a freshman here in the fall of 2010. And I can definitely say the last four years, um, recruitment has, has definitely dramatically gotten, um, gotten much larger. I don't have the specific numbers overall for IFC. Um, but I do know that my own chapter, um, our numbers like doubled over that over that span. So you don't have, we used to have you know a couple hundred kids come out. I think we had three hundred that came out this this fall. So being that ours is a little you know structured a little bit different, it's kind of you know come on your own your own time. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely um, much different than the than the women's recruitment. So um, they are total troopers, and <laughs> the time they put into that is just astonishing, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with uh, with recruitment, uh, you've seen, uh, I think, an interesting question that I've often wondered is you have an increasing international student population at Michigan mm-hmm. State. Mm-hmm. Do you see like a lot of interest from the international students in joining the Greek community? What's what's the interaction like uh, there? Um, not so much in the IFC and PC chapters, but um, you have to remember there are the other two Greek councils also mm-hmm. on Michigan State, mm-hmm. um, the Multicultural Greek Council and then the National Panhellenic Council. And I think a lot of the international students more so um, joint gravitate to them, yeah, yeah. Um, which, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't really think that we have any international students in. Yeah, in I, PC. I, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not too familiar with too many of them. I don't think we do the greatest job of of really reaching out and and trying to expand. I guess, mm-hmm. but it's definitely difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Being that rush is so early on in the school year, no one's here in the summer. Um, we try to set it up quickly and kind of advertise it as well as we can. A lot of houses will put up like recruitment banners all over campus or on their chapter house or something. So um, it's definitely tough, but it, I'm sure we could definitely find ways to incorporate, I guess, more of the student body into recruitment as a whole. So maybe next year with the uh, <laughs> the new IFC board that starts in a couple of weeks. So. Well, I can say there are 27 British students to select from at Michigan State. That's a huge, a huge market. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just suggesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I met a, I met a, a guy from uh, from London last fall when I was president of my own chapter, and he was he was thinking about you know, uh, you know, rushing, and I loved him, and I got his number, and then he didn't end up coming out, coming out, so I was really disappointed. Mm. He would have been our only our only international student, so. Yeah, that's uh, that's a shame that uh, he didn't come out. He didn't represent the Queen well, <laughs> and I apologize on behalf of our nation to you. I was disappointed. Uh, well, that's and I mean, I think when you get down to talking about value statements, uh, there's 27 uh, very polite people that you could have as a member of <laughs> your community. Thank you. Oh, I would yes. agree with that's, that. Yeah, that's the yes. closest thing you've done to give me a compliment yeah. or a contrary compliment. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a way I could turn that into a backwards insult, but let's just move on. Um, so one of the questions, uh, Stefan had, had kind of put together, uh, for us to dig into, um, what the experience is like here, as opposed to maybe other places in the big 10 is how many, how the size of the Greek, um, number of houses and number of members overall, how does it, how does MSU compare to, uh, other schools in the big 10? I went to a, a different university in Michigan, Mm -hmm. uh, as an undergrad and was a member of the Greek community there. And, um, I think I can't put my finger on it, but there are definitely tangible differences. Mm-hmm. Um, what What is your experience 
from my experiences, you know, talking with other members, um, you know, different, different fraternities, you know, I guess mostly in the Big Ten, um, it's comparable, um, but I would say that the percentage of Greek, or percentage of students here that end up going Greek are a little bit, um, a little bit lower versus other universities. But then again, we have, I think, 40,000 undergrads, you know, sure. somewhere around there. So our, our student body is a little bit larger, but... Um, yeah, I think like schools like Wisconsin are definitely definitely huge. I know they have forty five, fifty thousand undergrads. Their school is massive. Um, U of M is is I think a little bit larger of a Greek life. Yeah, than us. I think U of M is a little bit bigger, but still comparable. Yeah, IU is a little bit bigger. Indiana is a little yeah. bit bigger. Um, mostly, I think they're they're pretty similar. Um, being that our Greek life has grown, I would say over the last four or five years, pretty yeah, pretty handily. So yeah, I think that we're starting to get more competitive. Okay. Now, um, mm-hmm. but I don't have specific numbers. So. Yeah, me either. Just from just from dealing with you know guys I guess from, that I know from different universities, I think ours is definitely a lot closer than it was four or five years ago. Definitely. So, and you both in your positions have attended national conferences with mm-hmm. uh, with other uh, Greek communities around the, the United States. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Can you talk about kind of how uh, is that experience beneficial to you as, as leaders? Definitely. And has there has there been like one idea that you said I want that to come to Michigan State? Yeah, definitely. Well, so um, in February. We attended AFLV, mm-hmm. um, the Association of Fraternal Leadership and Values. Yeah, you I got believe. it. There you go. Yeah, acronym acronyms oh, yeah. are always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. um, so we attended that um, in Indianapolis. That was like our first um, time that IFC and PC like really came together, and it was like honestly such a cool experience going. And all of these um, other councils from um, colleges all over mm-hmm. the country were there too. Um, and we did get to meet with the Big Ten okay. councils also, which was interesting. And, oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, that seemed like a knowing, like, oh, yeah, like there was some it, sort of it was, secret handshake. No, it, well, it was, um, <laughs> it, it's always cool for me to meet um, different guys that are part of my chapter. Um, sure. But it was because mm-hmm. we have, Sigma Chi has this uh, leadership workshop called Belfour um, that every Sigma Chi chapter in the country sends to. So um, I've been to that twice being, you know, on, on eboard of my own chapter for a few years. That was, you know, that was a great experience. But to go to um, a leadership conference that incorporated all of Greek life, mm-hmm. um, it was overwhelming for me. I mean, it was so cool. It was a coolest experience. Um, I loved it. I'm all about that stuff. So, um, yeah, I definitely... Made quite a name for myself in the in the Big Ten meetings. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm not afraid to speak my mind per se. Well, a little a chatter. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little yeah, a little, <laughs> little little passionate, and I think it. A lot, a lot of people seem to like it, and some people are like, "This guy's got to stop," which is pretty common. You know, I, I hear that a lot, so I'm, I'm pretty used to it. But okay, it was a it was a great experience. Um, it's definitely it makes you feel better when you speak with. I would say you know different people from all, the, all over the country that deal with similar, similar issues. And I think the one of the biggest challenges you face as a president is is at times when things will get tough on you, you, you feel alone. Um, and it's not that your friends don't support you or anything, but you feel you know, the, the weight of the, you know, the chapters on your shoulders. And um, to know that, you know, college students all across the country are dealing with similar issues mm-hmm. and you can kind of talk and see how they handle things and and you can talk about how you did this or what can be done differently it definitely definitely helps out a ton so um it was a great experience i think we we're there for four days thursday friday saturday left sunday morning might have been yeah 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 and um it was in in, in um indianapolis so um it was really cool we, I, we definitely enjoyed it i was really grateful that we were able to go so mm-hmm. 
Alyssa Blair, Blair actually just mentioned kind of like one of the challenges is you sometimes can feel alone as a student leader, mm-hmm. like the weight that, you know, uh, is on your shoulders. What, what have you faced as a challenge, would you say, uh, during your uh, your tenure as president? Oh, I definitely agree with that. I think another thing, too, is um, the fact that you're responsible not only for yourself, but responsible for other people, too, and that they will count on you. So even though you might have this exam that you're studying for, you know, you have to also attend this meeting with such and such and like they are expecting you to be there so it's finding that balance between taking care of yourself while also like making sure that everyone else is mm-hmm. getting taken care of too but not letting your priorities fall short so that's been my biggest um i think hurdle to overcome is like spreading myself too thin and but i think that i've become very uh very good at time management. This, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is time position. management definitely kicks in quick. Um, you've got to be able to be able to balance your personal life um, as well as you know overseeing. I guess in our position, thousands of students versus I guess a chapter president yeah. where it could be you know forty, fifty, hundred, hundred and twenty or so. So the pressure is definitely there, and you know mm-hmm. I've, I've definitely had times in you know my tenures where um, you know I've had an exam the next day and you know, a disaster happens and everyone comes to me to figure it out. I'm just like, oh my goodness. So try to try to not study at the chapter house. That way I'm at least at the library. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not there. But do you yeah. study an undisclosed location? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't, even, don't, even, don't even tell them. I study in like the basement of like McDonald. Just don't even get cell phone service. No one even knows I'm there. You have a safe house. Yeah. 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 Blair can be found in the steam tunnels of MSU. Recently <laughs> renovated. <laughs> That's why that's why there's so many Tower Society members is uh so that they can get away to to study safely. <laughs> Um, one, one of the, the questions we've been talking uh, to our guests about kind of big picture issues uh, mm-hmm. uh, both at, at Michigan State uh, and otherwise and uh, uh, related to their area and one, uh, one thing that we often hear about with the Greek community is the, the amount of philanthropy that goes on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean it's uh, the numbers that I hear sometimes are staggering can you, can you just talk about that for, for each of your respective organizations and maybe if, if there are numbers out there in the past year that you want to highlight yeah definitely um, that's uh, philanthropy is a huge reason why we had to add a position on Panhellenic Council is because um, the council before me realized that we have all of these 14 great philanthropies on campus, but how can we also, you know, get girls to um, attend and support each other's philanthropies, but then also come together for one certain cause that would unite us um, as a Panhellenic community. So um, with the new addition of RVP philanthropy, we've now taken it on to be um, the Circle of Sisterhood. Uh-huh. is something that we support now. I'm still working on that. Haven't had an event for it yet. But um, in terms of numbers, um, what, it's like hundreds of thousands. That oh yeah, I mean we had uh, we had a hundred and what ninety thousand last spring alone for for Greek Week. So yeah, um, I mean I don't know the numbers altogether, but that was I mean that was pretty substantial amount of money just for mm-hmm. for for that i guess event that we put on every spring so mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean she's talking about how they just add vp of philanthropy and that's currently faith's position faith's position so we're actually adding that position as well in the next couple of weeks because it just she's been doing it essentially for both councils and for her to not have a counterpart i mean she's a workhorse so she can handle it but it would yeah. definitely make mm-hmm. things a little bit easier to have someone to kind of partner up with you and obviously be uh, the you know the face of that position and that that aspect of Greek life from a you know fraternal pers- you know perspective. So um, I know it's it's huge for us as well. Um, definitely the biggest challenge, like like Alyssa said, I think 
we do very well individually. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, outside of Greek week, Greek week, we do well as a, I would say as a community. If we could incorporate some sort of um, year long, you know. Uh, philanthropic event that the fraternities and stories are constantly working together. I think you could see some some staggering numbers. Um, I know that some other Big Ten chapter or Big Ten schools um, put on very very successful events. Um, that you know, for to a person like me, I see that and I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. Like if they can do it, I know we can. Like Penn State, I think has uh, the dance the marathon, dance marathon yeah. and it's like one of the biggest philanthropy events like in the country every year. Mm-hmm. Raises like I think a couple of years ago, raised like thirteen million dollars. Like what? yeah, like yeah, wow. like staggering numbers. So well, um, in, in fairness though, there's not much to do at Penn State. Very true. So <laughs> literally in the middle of <laughs> yeah. nowhere. Yeah. So, so that I don't know. Okay. If you can correct for that statistically, that's still that, I still get to still get to what from me. I, that's a st- still that's, a staggering statistic. Really, yeah. That that may million. be that may be the numbers over the first couple of years. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's still remarkable. So, yeah. Um, it's yeah. definitely something like it kind of sets the bar high, and and um, you know, we'll I think we'll get there eventually. Um, it just takes some time to kind of work it in and kind of create that culture in, in on MSU's campus. So has it always been uh, a major focus of uh, Greek life is philanthropy on campus? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, it, it, and it, I think we do we do very well. Um, you know, again, there are some events on chapter or on uh, um, on different chapters throughout the campus that um, that incorporate and do a great job for their own fraternity. If we can find out, you know, a way to kind of get fraternities to work together and kind of partner up and and donate to uh, you know whoever's you know whoever's uh, foundation it is, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's all going for a great cause. So one of the things that's going on right now, I know. Um, Delta Chi is trying to put on a, a, a like a three on three basketball tournament mm-hmm. coming up here in the next couple of months, and they've reached out to, to me to to kind of connect with my chapter and see if we can kind of partner up. And I think that's kind of like a great stepping stone to get two chapters to work together. And because mm-hmm. they're, um, I think their national um, philanthropy is uh, the Jimmy V Foundation. Mm-hmm. So come come you know November when Jimmy V Week comes up, they want to put on this basketball tournament and kind of have like different age groups and um, looking for another chapter to kind of help them out with the manpower. So I think we're gonna you know hopefully in the next you know. Four weeks or so, we'll see that event. I think it'll be really successful. So, mm. on, on a different tack, um, and, and one question that that uh, I think you know comes up in terms of, of challenges is is the you know the perceived or real question is is there a divide that you two see between the Greek community and like people who who aren't Greeks uh, 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 at Michigan State? Do you do you see that, or, or do you feel that that's more of a perception versus a reality? I mean, just a. I feel like it's hard to say. I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely do understand the the stereotype that people have of Greek communities because, I mean, all too often what they, you know, what gets put in the news about us is a negative story that happened um, versus, you know, this philanthropy happened this weekend and this is how much money was raised and the awareness and whatnot. Um, so I do understand that, like, that is kind of the shadow that's cast on Greek life. But I don't necessarily feel like all students um, have, like, a like a negative feel for us or something. I mean, you think of all the people who have gone through recruitment too. And, you know, maybe some people, I mean, like I said, we had 1200 go through and 700 accepted. So those 500, maybe they didn't think it was right for them, but at least they gave it a shot. So I do think that more students than we even think do understand Greek life, Mm -hmm. understand the benefits. Yeah. I I think, um, uh, the culture of it can definitely play a, a real factor. Um, I think if we as a student body, if like we set up more events where non-Greeks did things with Greeks, I think that would kind of 
educate both mm-hmm. on on each I guess each you know type of student, and I think you'd be much more willing to work together, and it would it would definitely help out a ton. I don't think there's a huge um, a huge gap, um, but it definitely exists. Um, so that's kind of like the culture you're always the stereotype I guess you're trying to crack um, is that you know Greek Greek life students don't necessarily isolate themselves from the rest of the university. So um, I'd love to see um, you know I've seen PC MGC and, and PhD kind of partner up here. Um, with some you know, non-Greek organizations and kind of set up an event. And that's one of the things yeah, that... Yeah, I mean, we have started to do it, too, yeah. last year for Greek Week when we mm-hmm. did Relay for Life. That was um, through Spartans Fighting Cancer. Yeah. So we also do support the Dance Marathon. Um, so not all the things that we go to are exclusively Greek, but I think it is, it's, it's easier for us to go to an event that's hosted by a non-Greek than I think for a non-Greek to come to a Greek event because... Yeah, it's probably intimidating with mm-hmm. three thousand so yeah. members. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you, I mean, especially you know? if you've ever had like a, if you've had like a bad experience or something with whether it was recruitment mm-hmm. or you know just I don't know some sort of social interaction, I can definitely see why that would be a little intimidating. But we're not all that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sure. I mean, it's um, maybe a, um, there are differences in you know folks that go out for Greek life in the first place. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're a little more social because they want to join mm-hmm. a social club. That's you know. Yeah based value based as you say um and they maybe there are real differences that make it more difficult to approach a greek from the outside mm-hmm. but gosh darn it we can all get along yeah yeah, yeah. right <laughs> sorry i swore sorry i swore in there Stefan. well you said gosh darn it i apologize for that i, I get a little riled up yeah you're you're very offensive I yeah think. it's yeah. true well I'm, I'm american and you're british so <laughs> that's our, that's kind of our thing <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I think uh, to touch uh, quickly on, on two big picture items, are, are you both, uh, uh, um, are, are you season ticket holders for football? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. This yes, year? Okay, <laughs> so as you know, there has been a conversation about the student section at football Oh, games. don't even get Blair started I can feel Blair, this. his temperature like is rising out. like a Thanksgiving <laughs> broccoli. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blair, do you have a comment that you'd like to, oh, this is bad. Um, I'm probably uh, one of the smaller percentage of students you could talk about. I could probably write an essay on this topic because um, I'm just that much of a diehard. Um, that won't be good for the podcast if you yeah, just write an essay. Right yeah, now. that would be awful. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely, in my opinion, it's definitely a combination of things. Okay. Um, I've been a Michigan State fan for a majority of my life. So I went through... You know the John L. Smith period, and and where you know the whole the old spark. you've done your time. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. I my one of my first Michigan State football games was uh, 2006 Michigan State Notre Dame when it was like monsooning and we were up like 19 with like eight minutes to go and we choked. So I know what that we you know what that the whole Sparty know you know that whole you know that whole I guess uh, stereotype per se that comes with or, you know Michigan State football. But um, I think. Um, What's happened is is D'Antonio's come in and he's done such a phenomenal job over the last you know seven eight years that um, our program has kind of grown very quickly mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of the you know I, I it's no surprise that um, application rates increased after we had we had I think we had back to back Final Fours um, 2000, 2009, 2010, or two thousand eight two thousand nine in the basketball program yeah in the yeah. basketball program and then and then I know. That was when I came here. I know application uh, the, the application rate increased, and the mm-hmm. same happened. Um, from what I know, as football got better, because in 2011 we won, you know, we won 11 games. Um, 2012, seven and six, and the last last two. I mean, we D'Antonio's had three 11 plus win seasons in the last mm-hmm. four years. So I mean, I think it's grown t- grown a ton. I think 
part of the problem with that is that our fan base is um, a, a little spoiled, to be honest, especially mm-hmm. the current Michigan State students. Um, we don't really know what it's like to if you weren't, you know, kind of raised a Michigan State fan, which obviously in the state. You know, until maybe recently, I mean, I know growing up, majority of my friends were Michigan fans just because Michigan was very successful in the 90s and early 2000s, and um, they tend to have a, a bigger fan base than us. But um, I think our fan base has grown a ton over like the last five years, and I just think there was kind of like a sense of you know uh, entitlement now that we kind of show up and we're like, oh, we don't, you know, all we do, all we have to do is show up, we're just going to win every single game. Um, but at the same time. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed, I per se, that the student section has been a bit of an issue over the last couple seasons, um, especially 2012 when we lost, you know, five Big Ten games by 13 points. I mean, it was it was tough. I remember sitting in Nebraska two years ago, and it was 30 degrees in the end of October, and, mm. you know, they came back from a, a pretty ridiculous game. But um, what's the what's the fix? How do you fix, name one uh, name one thing you do? <sighs> would you pen students in? Uh, um, would you? I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough because I think part of the problem is that um, with general admission, students show up. Um, you know, it's first come first serve. So mm-hmm. if we have a big game, you got to get here two three hours early, and that kind of ruins the whole tailgate, tailgate experience for you because you'll be sitting in line for you know three or four hours. I know people were in line for the Nebraska game eight hours before kickoff. It's mm-hmm. just like. You sit there for eight hours and you got a football game. That's that's, Wait, that's eight tough. People are lining up for eight hours. Yeah, because our, our I think kickoff was like eight or eight eight ten, and I know one of my buddies was in line like twelve fifteen, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like <laughs> he was like one of the only people over there. But he, he must be lining up for the Michigan game now. Then? Yeah, is he I outside now. Yeah, he might be. But we'll be um, casting. That's kind of the problem. That I think that comes with general admission is people show up, um, and then people show up kind of later on, and they'll show up at game time and expect to you know get in quickly and. So many students show up 10, 15 minutes before games just because college students procrastinate greatly. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden the kickoff happens and you hear, you know, one of the commentators will be like, oh, the Michigan State student section looks empty. And it's not necessarily because it's empty. It's because people are still going, you know, still kind of filing in. So um, well, how, does, how long does it take to get the rest of the fan, the ticketed uh, seated fans through? It's not that bad, really. Um, the, thing uh, with, the thing with Michigan, the, the student section is you walk in, um, you know, obviously they search you and stuff. You got to swipe your ID. You got a wristband. Um, it just... I think so many students show up so late that that's why the student section doesn't fill up to like five or six minutes into the football game. But mm. um, I know other schools set aside, you know, student like sections in the student section for organizations or or like some, like on a seniority basis, and they've had like essentially the same problems with people showing up, you know, late for games or people not showing up. And you know, uh, the the I guess the risk with that is if you show up or if you know go up by seniority base and you know. For the most part, senior you know seniors would be in the first you know ten fifteen rows of the student section per se. If they're not coming to games, the last thing you want is your first five ten rows of your student section empty. Yeah. So I totally can see why they go with the general admission. It's just it's a tough problem right now. I think um, I think the students just kind of we, we kind of have to like man up and just kind of hold each other accountable. Um, I know people you know people will leave and no one says anything. And I know when my friends try to leave, I'm like, why are you leaving? Like I, I very rarely ever leave a game early. Um, we left. I actually left three minutes into the fourth quarter of the Nebraska game. So a little disappointed in myself. But you should be disappointed. Yeah, in I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah I just we are met disappointed. You. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Needless to say, it uh, <laughs> that was a combination. I think of a, a lot of rare, uh, rare situations. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that. You know, the week before we played, you know, Wyoming for homecoming, it was like 80 degrees. It was nice. Yeah, it was yeah. insane. I wore shorts and a shirt and I was sweating. The and bacon. then I had I had 
Did two you say pairs, bacon? Two pairs of socks. Baking. Oh. Four, <laughs> yeah, four layers on, and it was Sorry. it was pretty it was pretty cold. Um, yeah. I've been know, trying to get them to get serve bacon in the <laughs> that would be student awesome. section for years. Yeah, <laughs> hand warmers or something, maybe even hats or gloves. I don't even know bacon. Anything. <laughs> bacon, bacon, and hot it chocolate. It solves everything. Yeah, bacon's pretty good. Including warming your hands on bacon, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, okay, not for not for everybody. No, vegetarians not, not for not for anyone uh, Alyssa what what are your uh, what are your thoughts uh, My quickly man well i think Blair just about summed it up but i mean not uh, i don't know <laughs> she's not as fluent i, like, I guess as I'm i would say i am not as fluent as blair however Last weekend, I was one of the students who left early, too. I was up there with my friends in the top section, and mm. we were freezing. freezing. Yeah. And for so. early, I mean, I know it's Michigan in October. Michigan weather is pretty ridiculous, but those temperatures that early, especially a week after, it was actually pretty nice. It takes yeah. over four yeah. hours. Yeah. And that's, that, I, honestly, nice. I think that's the biggest problem, actually, is the length of the games. Because, um, like I said, I was at Mississippi State and Auburn. That game was like four hours and 10 minutes long. And, like, it was just absurdly long with TV timeouts. So I think the length yeah. of the game is a problem as well. Um, I think, and I, I, I think Mark Hollis is a, a phenomenal athletic director, and I totally um, have his back. I think he'll figure out a way to incorporate, you know, some sort of system that either I don't know if the student section will shrink or whatever the case may be, but he'll get people to stay there because, you know, obviously with the, su- the successful program we've had, um, people are going to want to be at Spartan Stadium on yeah. Saturdays. So. Well, we're just about out of time. Uh, Stefan, did you want to did you want to talk about the week ahead, or did you want to uh, ask one more question about? Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think uh, the only uh, and I'll tie in with the the, the week ahead. The the one uh, event that I did have is uh, uh, by the time this is taped is, is uh, Michigan State versus U of M just got announced for a three thirty mm-hmm. kickoff oh, yeah. on mm-hmm. October the twenty fifth live on on ABC. So that's that's kind of the sports wrap. But I did kind of want to uh, close on on a more much more uh, serious and and kind of uh, topic, and and that is uh, to talk with you both about kind of a national conversation that's happening on college campuses uh, uh, kind of uh, across the United States and that's about the issue of sexual assault on mm-hmm. college campuses a very serious issue we've talked about it on this podcast uh, before with, with our guests and uh, uh, what, what do you believe uh, uh, should be the role of the Greek community in those issues? You as student leaders, kind of where, where, where do you, what do you hear from, from students? Do you hear concern? What do you hear from, from, from people at Michigan State? Yeah, definitely. We've already um, started the discussion and um, ASMSU has contacted us because they mm-hmm. want us to be an integral part of the It's On Us mm-hmm. campaign. Um, obviously, we realize being um, such a large organization, the impact that we could have on this. Um, obviously, Blair has spoken a little bit as to educating the fraternity chapters on it um me as well with the sororities um Mm -hmm. and i think that if we can reach out and get the greek community involved in this in some way and i mean that's 11 percent of our student population alone so getting reaching out to them getting them involved making them want to participate in this campaign would be huge um yeah and it's making it succeed to kind of go off that it's it's something that um we just started Last week, we had our first meeting with ASMSU mm-hmm. and multiple other organizations to talk about it. And um, James, the ASMSU president, I think I got the vibe from him that he kind of wanted us to be like the front runners of it. And mm-hmm. I'm totally, I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, we mentioned earlier, a lot of times you'll hear, you know, negative things in the news about, you know, Greek life. And I think it comes with a culture that we have. And I think that if you have, you know, roughly 4,000 students on our campus kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you know, pledging online and, and, you know, putting up banners, you know, like, you know, kind of representing that we're all about, you know, preventing sexual assault. Um, I think that would be a great way to kind of, I don't know, 
um, integrate, you know, mm-hmm. ne- Greeks and non-Greeks and kind of, kind of come together for a great cause. And, um, I'm excited about it. I think it's, um, I think it's a great idea. And, you know, thankfully in, in my term, I haven't had anything come up where I've had to deal with that, but mm-hmm. from, you know, my, um, experiences and my, I guess my educational background from a sexual assault, assault perspective is that a lot of times it's not reported. So just cause you don't know about it, um, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's not happening. So, mm-hmm. um, I think, um, you know, as we try to f- come up with events or something to kind of put together to get students involved and to get students to pledge together, I think um, IFC and, and PC organizations especially are going to be very important to kind of lead the way mm-hmm. and, and set an example. So um, yeah. that'll be a, yeah. a, a tough task, but I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Well, definitely something that everyone can rally behind. And uh, thank you again to Blair Montgomery and Alyssa Fritz, the thank presidents you. of uh, the Interfraternity Council and the Panhellenic Council. Thanks for uh, taking time. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with you again in the future and hear more about uh, your years and uh, what's been going on. And to my co-sidekick, Stefan, hip hip. Yep, always a pleasure. (laughs) And I do say that with all sincerity. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say it like that. It makes it sound insincere. This has been another edition of Red Cedar Ranker. We hope that uh, you're a little bit more rancorous as a result of listening to it.